Hello and welcome back to Bourbon and Stuff. This is Carolyn from Bourbon Stuff and as always here is my husband E. Hello. And today we are bringing you something that we did not even know had been released but fuck it, let's buy it. Well, I knew it had been released. It just did not hit Florida until <laughs> surprise. <laughs> yeah. So what we're doing is a Bardstown Bourbon Company collaboration, the Frand, and that is a cognac finished uh, Bardstown product. Yeah. Um, this is the 2021 release, and unlike previous uh, Bardstown collaborations that are normally either older MGP or uh, Dickel, this one is neither. This is a blend of two different Kentucky bourbons that is then finished in the cognac barrels. Um, it is a seven-year Kentucky bourbon that is 78% corn, 10% rye, 12% malted barley. You may be very familiar with that particular mash bill. That is that of Heaven Hills bourbon mash bill. And a... 11-year Kentucky bourbon that is 75% corn, 13% rye, and 12% malted barley, rumored to be either wild turkey or beam. We don't know. We're not going to speculate. Mm -hmm. And something unique about this is that it is finished for a lot less time than what we are used to Bardstown finishing their products Okay, and how uh, long was that? We're used to 18 to 20 months. Uh, this was only finished for eight months. And what was it finished in? It was finished in a uh, Maison Ferrand Cognac Barrel. Yes, which that means that we're pretty sure that it hit that sweet spot well before they were planning on it because they're... They're not sticklers when it comes to letting things finish for extended periods yeah. of time. They have such a, a wide array of products that allowing something to finish for a little bit longer or twice as long as what, you know, industry standards are yeah. is not a big deal. Um, this has an ABV of 55% or 110 proof, and it comes in at a hefty price of $140. Now, that is not the most expensive item that Bardstown has, and that is not the cheapest item that Bardstown has. But I can guarantee you the money you put into Bardstown products are absolutely worth it. Yeah, um, we've tried multiple Discovery uh, releases, which those are in the same price range of mm -hmm. like 120 to 140 depending upon the release. Uh, we've got multiple collaborations, and we have yet to find a product that's that that they've released that is bad. No, um, I want to say I, I could just be remembering like a price of one that I've seen, but haven't we spent like three hundred on one of their bottles? Okay, so we have not spent that, but we have gotten samples at the distillery. Okay, I couldn't um, remember. Bardstown collaboration, uh, Mistel finished. Um, was a collaboration that they did with Copper and Kings, and that aged in a Mistel barrel, which is a type of dessert wine, for three years, and then was in another new oak barrel for an additional year, and that was roughly $375 at the distillery. Uh, we tried it. It's unique. It's delicious. Um, but it is, uh, definitely not your run-of-the-mill product that you'll find every day. Yeah. But again, uh, I don't have issue with any of the prices of Bardstown products. I can get kind of 
hesitant and picky about some things being a little more pricey, especially like lower proof items being $95 or bless them craft items that are 375 mil that are $90. That makes me want to pull my fucking hair out and I don't want to get it. But I will never scoff at the price of Bardstown products. Yeah, it's I will just be like, pretty blue wants getting. <laughs> exactly. They, they have a track record of success with us. Yeah. And that's why we trust them with spending as much as we do on these premium products. Yeah. Okay. So with all that being said, let's get into the nothing. So I love this. It's so dark. It's so rich on the nose. It's very, very mildly tannic, but it's so dark fruit and just sweet on the nose. It is. Um, there is definitely some like titular bourbon notes that I'm getting on here. Um, I'm definitely getting a funk that I would normally associate with turkey. Like there mm -hmm. is that that weird funk. But then it's also backed by this rich, dark oak. That funkiness can also be cognac. Oh no, cognac it, it very, is kind of funky. <laughs> it very well could be, but the, there's a frequency that I pick up on my nose, and that, yeah. that's where I associate it with. But like to me, the nose is just so like syrupy smelling, where oh, yeah. it's just so freaking sweet for for like and bourbon. And it's like barrel sugars yeah or wood sugars yeah um yeah no this smells just delicious yeah okay giddy i'm ready to get into the tasting that's delightful everything on the nose comes through on the palate it does literally everything we've described shows up it's it is titular bourbon so it's that oak it's that that um sweet dark brown sugar but there is still this like funky fruity yeah it's hit that's so, that's so aggressive on the finish so i would say it's a faint plum okay like that richness sure. but it's faint yep weird combination of of thoughts but hey i'm running with it like my mind goes to dates and I have a bag of dates that I'm half, half tempted to open and sniff. And that's okay. Um, I don't have a, a olfactory or flavor-based recall for dates. Yeah, so no, I understand. I completely understand. That's why I can't recall. Um, but yeah, there is a very obvious, what I would say is like a whiny, fruity finish yeah. to it. Um, it's not a fruit bomb by no, any no, standard no, no, no. of the imagination. But it's this weird, lovely balance of oak and fruit that has this chorus of bourbon it's unique and the finish is so good it's and good it but it's unique <laughs> and it's one of those things where we've had so many we've had so many cognac and port finished and wine finished like pick, we've, we've run the gamut pick a product that france has and like people have put bourbon in it and we've tried it all. And this one is just so, so unique. It I is. don't think that I've ever tasted something like this before. So I think 
the reason why they pulled this at eight months was it was ready. Mm -hmm. Like, the amount of oak influence I'm getting in this, it's enough. It doesn't yeah. need longer. I think that any longer, and it would have been just... Overly tannic? Overly tannic. But right now, there is a very gentle bitterness that... It balances the sweet. Yeah, that I that I don't mind at all. Because we've definitely had very, very tannic bottles that are just so aggressive and, like, just not pleasant. But this gives you that little bit of tannic bite that helps take away from the almost coying sweetness yeah. of the the fruitiness. Um, I will say that there is a very distinct um, oak flavor that I get on the finish that I would associate with older whiskeys. And yeah, it has a dusty feel to it. It has a like old attic wood yeah. type feel to it. Um, I will say that for those of you who have been hunting for or or have it on your wish list but have never tried it, the uh, Bardstown collaboration Chateau de la Bode Armagnac finished. This is not this is not a brother of that. This is its own independent thing that there is very little overlap between the two. I don't think there's any overlap. But, exactly. But I I dare say I think that I like the darkness of this better than the light, airy, fruity, happy, yeah, sweet that, of the Labode. Yeah, the, the Labode was a fruit bomb, and this is a well-balanced oak, fruit, whiskey amalgamation. Yeah. And I dig it. Yeah. I'm, I'm very happy with what we spent on this, and I'm grateful that we have this in our collection. Yeah, for sure. Um, the the cap is still the, uh, the pseudo- uh, brass yeah, with, they, with a resin core. Yeah, they've changed it. I'm not unhappy. It's still, I'm sure it was a, a cost thing. Yeah, it's and still heavy, though. Compared to your average cork, it is. Yeah. Um, I do have a pour of a bottle of Ferrand Cognac. This is the 10 Generations Cognac. Um, freshly purchased, freshly opened, so that we could see if there are any notes that we get in the cognac that we're picking up in the Bardstown collaboration. Okay, that weird fruitiness, yeah, for sure. Yeah, no, the smell absolutely. alone, that is the weird finish. Mm, going for the taste. I mean, yeah, that's delicious for one. Like, I'm really glad you had the bottle. That's delicious. Thank you. But 100%, that like syrupy sweetness, yeah. that that really unique fruity and almost sappy ashy wood go back and go back to the collaboration it just makes it better mm -hmm. yeah the wood stands out more in the collab now after taking a sip of the uh to me the fruit does okay but hey you know what we each get different things and that's fantastic yeah. um yeah this is a win um if you're hoping it's Labode, you're going to be sadly disappointed. But if you go in thinking this is going to be a good, rich okay. oak thing. You keep saying that, and I, I truly hope that someone's not thinking uh, yak and cognac. Uh, like cognac, that cognac and this cognac are going to be the same because they're just, they're, they're so different. They'd be like all whiskey tastes the same. 
I understand All that. yak does not taste the same. That, that is very true. And, <laughs> and that's just where I, I'm trying to uh, suss that out for anybody who does think that. Okay. Because I had the potential impression that it could be similar when I saw that it got released. Okay. So, so uh, yes. If you are a person who drinks a lot of whiskey, you know that... Buffalo Trace does not taste like Jim Beam. Or like turkey. Or like turkey or like Heaven Hill. You may think that Heaven Hill and Beam have a little bit of overlapping similarities because of their like nuttiness and the yeast strains, but you know that neither of them taste anything like Four Roses. Yes. They're all very, very different animals. That is the same for things like Cognac. They're all... Um, vastly different. We have cognacs that, or, or yaks in general, that are from the late, what, 70s? Yeah, we, we have some some 40 plus year old uh, Armagnac, yeah. um, which is like a sibling to cognac. Yeah, and then other things that are as old, as young as like less than two years old. So like we've had shitty blends and we've had like really good old ones. They all taste so, so different. They're all made from... Grapes. Grapes. They're all aged similarly. They're all aged in similar areas of the world. But it's all going to be different. Yeah. Um, so I guess with all of that being the case, I think this is a win. Yeah, for sure. Care to take us out? Yep. With all that being said, please do check me out on Instagram. My username is bourbon. I had a hiccup. I'm sorry. My username is bourbon underscore and underscore stuff. Should you have any questions, comments, or concerns, you can email us at bourbonstuff at gmail.com. We will always respond. Most of the time. Always. Yeah. Fuck it. Yeah. If we like it, if we will. Yeah. So, yeah. If you feel like supporting the podcast, you can do that uh, straight through anchor.fm forward slash bourbonstuff. Or, you know, fuck it. Just share the link with anyone who you think may benefit from it. If you are a Bardstown fan or you want your peoples to be a Bardstown fan, certainly share this one with them because they may benefit from it. Yeah. And with all of that being said, remember that all whiskey, especially the high priced, maybe overly priced, but still absolutely delicious cognac finished ones, they're meant to be shared. <laughs>